right, everyone, welcome to Tonecast 104. Brian Porter here, joined by my long-lost friend, Marco Gonzalez. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Glad to have you back on the show. It's been a couple episodes that we've been secretly recording without your knowledge, um, keeping the show going as uh, it's been a crazy few weeks for all of us in the shop with vacations. One of our guys got married, and man, it's just been... It's been wild, so we've got some cool stuff that we're about to talk about in this show. Um, just want to welcome all of you who have been following us on the YouTube channel. If you want to watch this, if you're listening on our Podbean or iTunes or anywhere you find this podcast, check out the YouTube version if you want to see what we look like while we talk about the topic. If you don't want to see what we look like, stay on the Podbean page. It's probably <laughs> safer, right? Yeah. But definitely safer. But we have... Um, yeah, we have some kind of recaps of the last couple of weeks. Um, first off, Marco, kind of, I don't want to say where have you been, but but kind of what's been the latest in your world in the last couple of weeks uh, since you've been sort of uh, on the vacation from the show as well. Yeah, well, I was, I did have the chance to go to Mexico this last year, or I think it was even last summer, and my cousin was telling me he was getting married, and I was like, oh, that'd be cool to be able to make that happen, and there's still a lot of my family that is still down there. And it's just cool to kind of, you know, I went down there and we've always made a habit of going down there. And everyone was like, oh, it's cool that you're going to get in touch with your roots. And I was like, yeah, that is what I'm doing. That is, that is cool. <laughs> right. And there's a different vibe down there, but there's still a lot of like music down there. And there's so many musicians down there. And I was able to kind of, there was like, like they do, you know, like festival kind of things for the like Saints Days and stuff. They're still... Um, a lot of like music and stuff that happens for that. And so I was able to see a lot of like big bands and it was really inspiring in a different way. And, you know, just a good old recharge, you know, we like to hunker down here, but it's good to (laughs) take a step back, you know, take a knee, kind of evaluate and then kind of get back to it. Right. Yeah, definitely. And, and I know you sent me a, a a text picture of, um, one of the guitars that you kind of have stashed down there at the, at the family home or cousin's home or something, but kind of an acoustic guitar that you keep down there to, to jam out. And I think you got some comments from family members on like, kind of like you're playing guitar now. And then like, you know, just kind of the whole, like, why are you still playing guitar? And you're like, well, it's kind of part of my life. Yeah. It's just, just kind of what I do. And and yeah, I wanted to have a guitar down there that you know, I was walked into this guitar shop and just played a bunch of them, and I was like, "This one seems to be the best," and just to keep it down there. So when I go down there, there's at least an acoustic, right? Yes. Because I start to get a little like antsy if I don't have like, you know, some some fret time, I guess, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, that's that's good. how I get my wiggles out. That's awesome. That's a, that's cool that you kind of like have a stash, a secret stash down there that you can access. And and my wife and I ended up going to the Big Island over the last week or so. Um, little been back for a couple of days here before this show. We had a great time there. Um, just again, the kind of the reset and the recharge. And both of us are we're talking recently. Just we we love what we do here, and it's been a bit of a grind this year in terms of just new projects. And we're kind of uh, chasing some new things on the on the business end of of Porter. So uh, I think that's been good for for both of us to kind of have some some time to stop and to reset. I think that's a great way you put it. Just kind of kind of get your bearings back. Um, it's definitely not this like, oh, I need a, I need a break from, from pickups. It's just kind of changing the rhythm of life. And um, yeah, just it's important to do that. We, we had Garrett Gardner on a couple shows ago about the, the mental health stuff and about taking a break from even stuff that you love and how that's important. And it's, it's, 
it's a good reminder. So I, we actually did it in practice in the last couple of weeks, both of us, and I think it's uh, kind of coming back refreshed and renewed and, and, and even more excited about going forward. So one of the things that we did on the Big Island is we... Um, we met with Wide Sky Guitars. If you're not familiar with Wide Sky Guitars, look them up. They're very fantastic guitars. Um, we met Patch there, uh, who is the owner of Wide Sky Guitars. Great place that he has. Kind of, he's off the grid. He's catching his own rainwater, um, and he's got a little shop. And it, apparently, there's some solar and everything. And he's figured out how to kind of uh, get enough power to run all the machinery. Which was, so I was cool. like more fascinated with that than I was like what tools he had. It's like, well, how do you power this? How do you do this? And mm -hmm. um, so, just it was kind of cool, completely different way of living. He was um, wanting to to make a massive life change and, and just kind of get away from some of the normal stuff and and really just made this massive jump. And we had to find his place in the jungle uh, near Hilo on the Big Island, and that was that was an adventure in our little uh, stupid Chevy Spark that we <laughs> we rented. We barely made it through these like roads and. He said, there might be running water. There might be a creek you have to drive through. And I'm like, oh, no, we're going to get the rental car stuck out in the woods. But um, we made it, and it was fantastic to meet with him. It was really cool to see his his operation, his guitars. Check out Wide Sky Guitars if you get a chance. And the other the other stop we made was um, – we actually made two more stops, but uh, I'll just talk about uh, Hawaiian ukulele and guitar. Ooh. So then I sent you that picture yeah. of, of kind of the ukulele and guitar shop. There was a couple really cool, like, koa-looking strat builds in there, and – a lot of like figured mango and and koa little ukuleles and just I love the wood and I love the kind of the history. Met the uh, met the owners there at the shop and had a lot of great conversations and probably be doing some business with them in the future. Maybe some ukulele style pickups and some other cool projects we we will uh, have more conversations on in the future. So that was kind of my trip um, and and it was really good. It ended up being a lot more business conversations than I had expected. Um, which is okay because I, I love guitar. My wife loves guitar, and we love kind of like promoting the, the business. But it was a lot more of just a relaxed kind of feel. It wasn't like a NAM show or a, a sales trip or whatever. It was just kind of like, hey, this is who we are, and if you want to work together at some point, then yeah, let's do it. So that was the last few weeks. Um, we're actually going to talk about some new gear stuff here in a minute. But Marco, we got to. We got to start off the show with uh, what we do every show. Yeah, I mean, as you all know and love, our pickup chooser is kind of a very in-depth look at your rig, and kind of we take our magnifying glass, and you know, you can send a picture, and we'll kind of deduce what maybe symptoms you have that you would like to change, and what we can offer you, and kind of a more relaxed, like there's no commitment to buy, and it's super easy to access on you know porterpickups.com. It'll kind of like lead you right to it. And that's just kind of a, a good way that we like to reach out, and it's what we can do. I mean, we're, you know, there's just so few of us here, but we really try to do what we can to, you know, not just build the pickups, but on the other end, try and help people kind of get around these issues. I yeah. just had a, a guy, Don, that had some wiring issues with a four-way telly, and, you know, but we were able to get it all sorted out, and, you know, we just, we try and do what we can to take care of the people that support us and kind of believe in what we're doing. So yeah, if you want to just a uh, new pickup and you don't know what to get, maybe uh, give that a, give that a try. Definitely. Yeah. And I just want to maybe add to that. Like, I think that's really cool that you mentioned just, just, just being helpful. I think that's something we've tried to do from the very start and it's sort of uh, made our own little path in the industry, if you will. Um, and, and, and something too, just, we get a lot of these forums. So be patient with us as we, 
kind of work through filling uh, filling out replies and some of you that maybe have filled out forms like we do we don't actually hear back from you if we reply to you sometimes um, even even callbacks and things like that we don't hear back so if you're if you've got that just let us know that you've got the form um, it doesn't happen very often but sometimes they might go to a spam folder as well so if you do fill out a chooser form within about a week or so check check your spam folder too for those who have done that because um, People are, are often saying, oh, I'm ready to buy this, but I'm just trying to decide between this set and this set, and then we never hear back from them. And I think it's just because of spam filters are, are getting tighter and tighter, mm-hmm. and often they go there. So so check your spam folder. Um, again, give us a little bit of time. We're, we're probably pushing about a week at least on, on times to re- reply to those because we want to give them the actual time that they deserve um, because we're, we're treating it like our guitar buddies that are asking us about stuff. So we want to give you a proper reply. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's in-depth, sometimes we go through multiple calls and emails to kind of go back and forth to figure out what you want, but that is really what we do best here. Yeah. We really find you the right the right set. We want you to get the right set from the start. We don't want to have to, you know, in in truth, we don't want to have to remake a set a bunch of times, but, but knowing what we do and the experience that we have, that gives us a chance to get you a set that's usually right from the start, mm-hmm. and I think that's important to us. So that's that's the chooser. Um, man, it's good to good to uh, also get new gear. We are both uh, <laughs> the recipients of new gear. So I guess I guess I'll start. Yeah, first. Um, I, the honors. <laughs> this was a weird new gear day for me because it actually happened while we were gone. So Marco got to like experience the new gear day before I did. Uh, which was it was kind of fun, honestly, for me just to like see what happened. I thought about not <laughs> saying anything and saying just a random guitar shows up. Um, like, uh, but this must be a mistake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I found a uh, a used Sur guitar, which um, it's Swamp Ash Maple Neck, and it's got the silent coil system, which we're having a lot of fun kind of checking out. Um, really great guitar. I've been I had a Sur probably ten years ago. Or so, so it's been a long time since I've owned a Sur guitar, but um, they're fantastic instruments. Have been both of us have been kind of like really gassing for one, and I found a good deal on one, which is, you know, it, it has been hard to find good deals. Um, honestly, some of the guitars are, I don't want to say overpriced because I do think if it if it's for you, it's worth it. Yeah, but it it ended up being a great price compared to what others are selling for. So. Been enjoying that. That's been really fantastic. Uh, all the pickups are wound in polarity the same way for the the silent coil system to work. And we're going to plan on gutting that thing and putting our own pickups in there and kind of maybe doing a video on that in the future. So that's what's that's what's new for me. Uh, been been really enjoying it. Honestly, it's been sparking a lot of guitar inspiration just over the last couple of days that I've been back and um, yeah, just. Just fun, just fun to play, fun to have something that you just yeah. want to pick up all the time, and so that's that's new for me. What about uh, what about in your world? I know there's something cool that's been here for a little while, well, but it, you yeah. haven't brought it in yet, which yeah. I'm a little upset about. I'm still wrapping my head around it. I'll have to bring it by. <laughs> okay, I'll bring it by next week. All right, fine. I'll get I'll get all the wiggles <laughs> out this week. But so I'm now I did get one of the new Chase Bliss Habit pedals, and I've just been. Slowly trying to figure it out. I've I've got to where I can get it usable and really find some cool stuff. And it's still very inspirational. Every time I plug into it, there's still something that I'm like, oh, okay, this is kind of like hooking me back into keeping playing. You know, like sometimes where you're like, oh, I'm done. I'm going to go get a drink of water. 
it'll kind of hook you back in and it's kind of, I don't know, sometimes it's kind of what I need and, and I really appreciate that about that pedal and I've started to use the expression pedal and all that, but it it's just kind of a wonderful little yellow box. I didn't really like the yellow at first <laughs> and now I'm kind of like, hey, where's my yellow pedal at? That's um, funny. And yeah, so I'll have to bring it in and see. We'll have to do a Brian's first reaction video, I think. First reaction video. Because that actually sounds like a good video. Okay. Man. We'll plug you in and then you'll show like, I just Whoa. can't listen to it before we start filming. <laughs> that might be fun. Yeah, it's a good idea, actually. But uh, yeah, so more fun stuff with the Chase Bliss thing. And I mean, that's a pretty good segue, I guess, into mm -hmm. the kind of the main topic. And because um, now I'm officially part of the like the Chase Bliss Club. I've always kind of looked at their pedals and been like, wow, that there's probably a lot of cool sounds in there. But if you've kind of followed them on social media, you know that they kind of like made the decision to go direct to consumer as opposed to having like a dealer network and distribution kind of stuff laid out. And, you know, the, it was kind of like a, a serious post. And he's like, yeah, this is like a heavy decision to have to take. Mm -hmm. But in order to kind of be able to keep doing what we do and, you know, that's kind of like a, you know, we can't really like afford that margin being taken away or whatever. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's like a big thing. And I know that there was a lot of like, you know, if you're in the gear community, you kind of, you probably heard about it, you know. So it's like we're maybe even a little late to the party, but, you know, we want to kind of to let it sit and see what the reaction was. And, yeah, now that I have it. Chase Blues pedal. I was like, oh, it's kind of relevant. It's weird how stuff kind of works out sometimes. Yeah, but, yeah. And it kind of is indicative of just kind of the times. And I mean, they're like every business has been impacted by the last few years, and we're really starting to see that kind of stuff. And even I know they were one of the companies that maybe was having a hard time getting like chips and mm -hmm. stuff. So yeah, it's just kind of like, whoa, you're like, what's going on here? And but that is kind of a a facet of what. We have to kind of deal with as as gear <laughs> companies, and we're like, oh yeah, huh. yeah. It makes me think about kind of the like I, I of course always pretend like I want to be objective about different situations, but this is really like does like you mentioned kind of hit close to home in terms of how do you make everything work? I mean, one of the reasons that they listed was making sure everyone is continued to be paid and to um, you know adjust to the cost of materials. I mean, for us, just like things have gone up. If you've followed our podcast, you know, we've had some, some many, you know, many shows about the cost of goods and the, and the cost of living and, and the things like that, that we have to deal with. And it feels to me like the last year and a half has been accelerating faster than almost that we can keep up, but almost like, um, more than normal, you know, as things get more and more expensive, it trickles down, and I think that that they were dealing with, uh, you know, from the business side of things, I I could see it making sense. I could see it also that how it's a challenging mm -hmm. thing to announce, right? You have all these dealers, and some of them appeared very upset, um, which rightfully so, upset yeah. about, hey, we helped you build your brand, we sold your pedals, we showed them the customers, we made our own videos for your products, and and then now you're kind of pulling the rug out from under us. Yeah. But I also understand Chase Bliss's side. And um, I don't know that there's a middle ground here. And I think that, you know, for them to to stand up and just make that decision. And and I think they did a great job of explaining the decision. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a business owner, you don't necessarily have to, like, defend every decision you make. But yeah. they did a really good job of just being truthful and transparent, saying, hey, we got to take care of our, our people. And this is one way to do it without continuing to raise the prices of, Pedals that are already very expensive. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, I thought they handled it really well. To be honest, I think even yeah. even some dealers were like, "We're upset, but we understand." And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, "Wow, they've kind of built a little bit of a, a reputation of like, hey, we're not just doing this because it's like completely money, but the the money part of it is is part of the equation and how." You know how you need to have what it takes. I mean, their their company's grown and they're they've got you know several employees and now they're trying to figure out how to how to kind of fund the beast, if you will. Yeah. Um, so so I I don't know. I can I kind of think like maybe what was your first reaction when you heard it? I think I maybe mentioned it to you the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What was your first reaction? Well, in yeah, it's like a it's like big news, and I do think they went about it like the right way, you know, if there is such a thing. Um, Cause right. It's like, sometimes you have to accept these hard truths, mm-hmm. but you know, it does, I guess from a business standpoint, you know, it kind of like makes sense. And I know that I remember when ESP guitars went like direct only, and it was kind of like, Whoa, like what is back then? I kind of even didn't really like understand what that meant fully, but you know, it seems like that's why they're able to still make such high quality stuff at such like prices that, that, you know, even kind of like, you know, teenage kids trying to figure it out can still have a really nice instrument to help inspire them further. You know, it kind of, it makes sense from a business standpoint, I guess. And, you know, businesses have just changed now. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, you can't do business today like you did in the fifties. It, it it won't work or, you know, and there's just not like, yeah, you go on your business trip and you get your dealers for the year and then you get home with orders and you just, you and your boys build it all or, you know, or girls, whatever. And yeah, it just doesn't, that's not really the the way of the world now. And there's so much stuff that, you know, I even bought the pedal on reverb from a guitar store that we had gone on a business trip. And, oh, okay. Because I kind of wanted to do that. I was like, all right, I'm going to spend some money. Like, where should I put, you know, I want to put it somewhere good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a Centaur guitar in Portland, or I think Sandy technically, but... Yeah. And so, you know, I was like trying to support the dealer too. And that's kind of, you know, cause I, I'm where I'm at in the world and in this gear company, it's like, <laughs> I want to help the small guy too, or the smaller guys as well as the big guy. And, you know, I do feel good about like obtaining the pedal if it really is like, you know, this monolith of the gear industry is kind of like, you know, they're like, there's this release and I'm sure, I'm sure it did well, but you know, you know, I want to help everybody out, right? Yeah. This whole thing works when everybody helps everybody yep. build each other up. And that's even why I like got it through the, the dealer and whatever. And just cause they had it and it was kind of close and yeah. But so it, it just is like changing the, the way of the, the way we play the game, I guess. So it, yeah. it just that we're on the brink of this change is maybe what feels so uneasy, I think. And, mm. and yeah, I don't know it, you think like the big fish are okay, but the big fish maybe are hurting too, or I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting with like, I was thinking about it in light of of the NAM show coming up. You know, we have yeah. we have the NAM show coming up in a, in a couple of weeks here and we're, we're not going. If any of if you look for us at the NAM show, we will not be there. Um, the plan was early on to just not go to the show this year. Um, and that's that's just a decision we kind of collectively made to... to keep things other other things going that we have kind of working behind the scenes and just stay focused on that plus we had all we knew we had all these trips and things coming up so we can't kind of afford to be gone for like a yeah. full month away from the shop so we want we, to do what we can to you know fill the orders and be here for you guys you know yeah, and, and of course. part of going to the NAMM show is like yeah going and you know doing the NAMM show thing but it's like we do want to you know 
at base one, like get the orders out the door <laughs> and yeah. we can't be in two places at once. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to me because I do think that this NAM show is going to be very, I'm very curious to see what it's going to be like. Um, I've heard kind of rumors that there won't be a basement this year. I don't know if that's true or not, mm-hmm. um, but that's where we were in 2020 for the booth in the basement. And, and I've heard rumors that a lot of gear companies like, similar type gear companies to us like the pedal guys and the uh you know small guitar shops and other other companies like that will not actually even be going to nam and having a booth so it 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 could be the weird kind of fringe stuff and then the big the big guys and a little bit of like the small to medium guys and and that'll be interesting because i know a couple years ago a lot of the pedal people were just just talking about man I'm, i'm so tired of doing nam and and I look at those companies thinking, well, you've you've kind of got like your network set up and you've got all that, so you don't really need to go to NAM. Mm-hmm. You're not looking for a big break or anything like that. And and so that'll be interesting as more companies go direct. The purpose of NAM often is to go and get your dealers and just sign up the dealers, yeah. like you mentioned earlier. And and so does that negate the NAM show for a lot more people who start going direct? It, it really might because. You're going there to present that to the stores, and and it's a great way to meet customers. But that's a really expensive way to meet customers. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just go and everyone can find you. I mean, I'm all about that show for networking and and business relationships. I think that's the reason, the real reason to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for a company like ours, I mean, we need to have conversations with people, as opposed to like looking for you know 500 stores to sign up or something like that. But um, yeah, it's just interesting. So as more companies consider this maybe direct model or or other ways of doing it, uh, is that, like you said, we all support each other, but is that trickle-down effect going going to change yeah. the guitar shows for the future? And I, I believe it will, for sure. I think the vintage guitar shows will be just as strong. I think there's always going to be a market for the old, cool mm-hmm. stuff. And and also, like there's still a bit of that discovery of like, oh, who's the new hot guitar company at NAMM? Or, who's the new pedal company or whatever. So there'll always be a place for that. I just wonder, I wonder how it all fits in the economics of the the gear industry. Mm -hmm. And then you wonder, it's just like, well, this, you know, who's going to go direct next. And Mm. and then now we're like thinking about that. Like someone said, Oh, we're getting low on tubes. And everyone's like tube shortage. So now it's like, Oh wait, who's going to go direct now? It's yeah, that's true. That's funny. Um, so, but yeah, but for a while now you've definitely felt that like the local music stores have been changing and it's the ones that really have got their like clientele or their niche, like carved out, like they know what they do well. And, and, you know, it's kind of like the things on the dealer end that some of the people, you know, some people are really good, like salesmen, and they really are, you know, really want to help you out too and like show you the right thing. And some people I know really hustle hard, and I've been helped out really well in some music stores because I always pop in music stores everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, yeah, a lot of those people do work so hard. And I, you know, I just, I hope it works out for the dealers too and that they can still kind of figure out their bottom end. And, but, you know, it's those creative people that were able to kind of move those Chase Bliss pedals because they can be off-putting with all the knobs and a lot of switches and it's kind of scary. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so I think those creative people will hopefully find the way to, you know, just move the energy in the different direction or <laughs> let's focus on this now. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of a different game now, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, for those on YouTube, uh, please leave some comments on what you think about kind of the that decision. Um we're not going to make any official announcements about what we're going to do here today. We haven't even thought about it, to be honest. I don't mm-hmm. plan on getting rid of dealers that we have. Um, 
I think it has changed a lot for us. Um, dealers have never been a massive category, maybe like they were for Chase Bliss or someone like JHS, where that, that kind of drives the machine. Mm-hmm. That's never really been our business model from the beginning. Uh, but we still have a lot of great dealers, and we love working with them. And I don't, I don't plan on making that change. I think, um, I think there's something to a lot of the arguments that I heard. There was something to like being in the store and trying out the pedal. Mm-hmm. And they, it sounds like they're going to do like a no hassle return thing, which I think is totally smart. But um, yeah, just going into the shop, trying the pedal, and just trying before you buy, and 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 that's been our limitation. That's been one of the hard parts about selling pickups to stores is that. You can't try it before you buy it. And once you try it, you're already performing surgery on your guitar. You're already yeah. paying someone to put it in. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why the retail side of our our business has never been kind of a main core of revenue because it's just it, it, there is a lot of hoops to jump through to to experience our products. And so that's kind of the, you know, kind of why we haven't really made a lot of big decisions about dealers either way because... Um, it's just, yeah, it, there's, there's too many other factors that contribute to what the reality is sometimes for that. So I think yeah. that's mostly what I got today uh, for, for the show. But uh, anything else you want to add kind of before we close out? Well, no, just thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And, yeah, please do uh, subscribe, too, if you're not subscribed and if you like uh, seeing us, seeing our faces. And if you don't like seeing our faces, we also <laughs> have tons of other videos where you just see our hands and stuff. Or just the guitar. Some guitar tones. <laughs> if you haven't, if you're new or all that good stuff. But thanks for watching, and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, definitely. And we'll be getting more content out, too. I just want to throw this in at the end. I, I know we've been... Uh, a little slacking on the YouTube content. So we're going to have a bunch of cool stuff planned over the next couple of weeks to share with you all. So now that you're back, you can, we can uh, nerd out on guitar stuff together. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, the habit. Excellent. Catch you guys later. Bye guys. <laughs>